Strike up the band. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that season. We're kicking off Rob Thomas Appreciation Month. Give me your heart. Make it real or else forget about it. What, what does one buy for someone who has it all? Truly has it all. Truly. A Grammy Award. Uh, another Grammy just, Award. I, I, I think, think that maybe we just go get uh, get them from Santana. Did they both get one or did Santana get to keep it? Because that's not fair. He, uh, Santana actually gave his to Jack Palance. Oh, yeah. He just felt yeah. sorry for him doing those one armed push ups over he, there. You deserve this more than I do. <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's Rob Thomas Appreciation Month. Well, and we're all here to make sure that we know that he was a different guy from the guy from Fuel. Remember that band, Fuel? Ooh. Yes and no. I can picture their yeah. album cover and I think a music video, but I can't even remember what their big song was. It was Hemorrhage in my yes, hands. Yes, that that, that's the one there. I, I think that uh, it's, it's unfair if, if you uh, conflate the two because Rob Thomas is far more important to our culture. That's right. It's not guy from fuel appreciation. No, it is. It is also Estelle Getty appreciation month. They have to share a month. Sorry. I think that they they probably made fast friends a long time ago when Estelle Getty realized she was going to have to share a month. Yeah. Well, it was originally Estelle Getty appreciation mm-hmm. month, but then they ended up. They tried to change it, but then just ended up having to keep both. Kind of like Columbus and the Native Americans with their oh, holiday. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that this is a, a better better grouping because you know Rob Thomas was in Matchbox Twenty for a long time, so he knows about sharing with his bandmates. And Estelle Getty spent uh, a decade in that uh, condo in Miami, uh, just sharing with with her lady friends. So I, I think that they're gonna uh, share that month just uh, just fine. Yeah, they're both you now, and and here's the thing: now they both have to move in together. It's a wacky new setup. Yeah, and Blanche is probably gonna fuck all of Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't realize. Rue McClanahan also had a crazy body count. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Hendrix, <laughs> Nixon, <laughs> all of them. Do you think that she had like some sort of Matahari style uh, uh, history to her where, where we'd send her uh, into uh, war torn countries to uh, seduce their leaders? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Back in, back in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> Manuel Noriega and Saddam Hussein couldn't resist. Couldn't resist Drew McClanahan's charms. <clears throat> uh, breaking news. This is real behind-the-scenes podcasting news. da 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 I almost chopped my finger off oh, yesterday. Oh, goodness. Oh. <laughs> Spent the whole evening in the ER. There's so much gauze on that. I don't know how, how much of it is still connected to your hand. I did I did go all the way to the bone on this one. 
Yikes. Yeah. If you if you're interested, you could go on Instagram. I did I I started posting a story while I was waiting in the hospital to be seen by a doctor. And then I decided to put it to a vote whether or not I should show pictures of my uh, gore. And it was it was like a 89% yes. So I did mm-hmm. it. So if, you, if you're hearing this, you might have a few hours left to go see those disgusting photos of my <laughs> partially detached finger. Yeah. What, were you, what were you getting up to? I'm glad you asked. I, uh, I, my, my, uh, old Prius, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before, but I drive a, a classic car. Yeah, an a analog Prius. A Prius so old it has a tape deck in it. The very first Prius ever made. And the trunk, uh, the trunk wouldn't open. So I'd spent the afternoon, uh, trying to fix it. Turns out, you uh, have to take all the seats out of the car to fix a trunk that won't open. And uh, then it turned out that that wasn't the problem at all. It was just a little uh, doodad in the trunk itself that took me like 30 seconds to fix. Okay. (laughs) was nothing wrong with that cable that runs underneath all the seats. Uh, So I fixed that, and then I was like riding a high of, of Mr. Fix It, and so I said, you know what? I have to use this little Bluetooth radio adapter thing in the car because it doesn't have like a like a digital stereo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this thing is broken. I'm going to fix it. And so I took it into the garage, set it down on my little workbench. And I was like, just got to pry this fucker open. And I took a screwdriver and I was like, trying to get in a little you know two pieces of plastic that are kind of glued together and you gotta get in the seam and crack the glue Mm -hmm. open and they couldn't it couldn't get it with that uh screwdriver and so i just grabbed a big buck knife okay i was like this is surely sharp enough to get in there and whoops yeah yeah well (sighs) and it, it came down on my finger and then there was enough momentum that when it hit the bone, then it traveled around the finger. Ooh. So you got like a groove in your bone now. I got, yeah, they, they I had to get an x-ray for cutting my finger. That's how Ooh. bad it was. That's really bad. But when you first started saying, I was thinking you somehow, you, you did it with the screwdriver. Like you hit yourself with so much force Ooh. with the screwdriver to get to the bone. And at least it was a buck knife. I mean, it's still bad. Yeah, it was... <laughs> It was sharp. It was very sharp. And it just went, it went like, woo. And then just blood everywhere. And I was like, just walked in the house and grabbed a paper towel and said, I need to ride to the hospital, please. So that's, that's what I'm up to. I, uh, that, uh, I ended up while I was sitting in the hospital, just spending the $15 to just buy a new one of those little Bluetooth uh-huh, guys uh-huh. instead of, I could have. Could have just done that to begin with, I guess. That's a th- it feels so good when you actually fix something. But I know. I like it's almost yeah. not worth trying in, in in my past experience. Man, it was everything's so cheap now. You're like, I saved very I little like, money. I, 
I'd certainly felt like that. That was my first reaction to seeing, like, <laughs> seeing my finger like cut halfway off was. Well, I guess I feel stupid now. Mm-hmm. Just w- walking in the house, drenched in blood, like ah, this fifteen dollars well spent. I also found out that my wife has never had stitches. Oh, weird. Can you believe that? See, I've I've never broken a bone, but uh I've I've had stitches maybe double digits. You know. Yeah, I've definitely I've done plenty of getting stitches in my life. This I've is it staples felt... before. Oh, yeah. Ew. I've <clears throat> I felt stupid cuz it it dawned on me that I've just I've gotten to a point in my life where I don't do anything that could uh, land me in the hospital as much as I used to. So it felt extra stupid that I did this. And I'm and I'm a big like, oh, the right tool for the job kind of guy. And then I fucking. My camping knife, what was I Mm, thinking? I don't know. Like the one knife that I like take out a whetstone and sharpen regularly and then. Like, I could have just used, like, some, like, You probably got some pretty heavy gloves. You could have put a glove on your holding hand. Yeah, I could have done a lot of things that I didn't do. And now, I don't even want to know how much that's cost me. They had to give me an x-ray. at least it didn't cost you a finger. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, my finger is numb. It would appear that I have severed the nerves in my finger. So that the... The top half of my left index finger now, I will be able to do cool tricks where I butt cigarettes yeah, out on yeah. it. Give yourself a, a a kind of stranger. Not not like a, a whole one. <laughs> Just lightly brushing <laughs> the tip of my left finger on my yeah, dick. Yeah, and you're like It feels like someone else is giving me a really bad <laughs> hand job. <laughs> <laughs> all right i i got an idea for a podcast all right, lay it on me. this one's called welcome back the podcast for people who have just gotten out of a coma okay so this is where we would be welcoming them back and catching them up on what what's happened since they uh since they slipped into yeah, a coma and I'm already thinking, you know, this could be wildly different episodes just depending on when they slipped in. Yeah. So maybe we do like an episode one week where it's somebody's been in a coma for a month. Then we could do another episode where it's somebody's been in a coma for 10 years. And and we can just keep going back and choosing different amounts of time because that guy maybe he's been in a coma for a month, but then he stays in the coma. So we do another episode about him a year later. It's one year and one month, just in case he comes out now. Oh, so so we we aren't going to actually specifically wait wait for someone to come out of the coma. Well, I'm just I'm sure that there's more than one person coming out of a coma every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I mean, we so could we put our fingers random... on the scales, just go down. And do, do you think they would let us walk around the, the coma ward just trying to hit them with smelling salts? Sit. Just, hey! Which one of you's faking? 
<laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Can we just, can we just, can we just come in and uh, just tickle yeah, some yeah, of the that's, guys? That's all we want to do. See if they're uh, just, I've got this long feather and I'm going to just, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it right under his nose and just ever so gently. I'm just going to take my numb finger so it won't even be like I'm yeah. doing it. Just my, my dead finger that I cut off. <laughs> and I'm just going to wiggle it around on the tip of his dick yeah. and see if he wakes up. And as soon as the nurses are looking the other way, I'm dipping all their hands in warm water. <laughs> I, it's a science experiment because I, I don't know if it'll work in a coma. I know, know it works when I'm sleeping. Man, I guess you probably do just go in a diaper when you're in a coma, huh? Ah. <sighs> I think you'd probably, yeah, I guess you have to have a diaper. Well, they, hmm. They, they could give you a catheter. They give you a catheter and, and a suppose... colostomy bag? That, that's where I was. I was definitely on the catheter. They're going to do a catheter. Do they, but I guess you don't really eat food in a coma, right? So probably there's not, after the first couple of weeks, Ooh. you're probably poop free. I guess that's true. Never been in a coma. I wonder how you, how do they give you the nutrients that you need when you're in a Just coma? all drip, drip, drip. Just drip it. They got like a, they got a bag of gravy hanging oh, yeah. up next yeah. to the saline. They, they get it. They, they've got a, a, a guy who drives the truck over from KFC every day and uh, restocks the uh, He's gravy IVs. Hooking up the gravy IV, and then there's like a this one's a black bean soup mm. the doctor's prescribing you a gazpacho mm-hmm. if you're a doctor and you listen to this show write in and explain to us how do how do people in a coma get their nutrients yeah. and then stop listening to this show i guarantee it's making you dumber and that's a danger <laughs> to your patients yeah. If you're a doctor, not even just like a medical doctor, a doctor of anything, we don't want you here. What if you're like Go a doctor on. feel good type, though? All right. Here are the doctors that will allow to listen to our podcast. Dr. Dre. Okay. Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. Dr. J. Uh, yep. Dr. Teeth. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doc Hollywood. Uh, Dr. Death. Dr. Yeah. Death. Dr. Love, um, Doc, Doc Holiday, Doc Ock, Dr. Okay. Octopus, Dr. Octagon, Dr. Doom, Dr. T and the Women. <laughs> They're going to make him turn it off. The women are going to hate this show. <laughs> the women yeah. hate this show. That's I haven't seen that, but I imagine that it's just a movie about a doctor who wants to listen to podcasts and all these women keep coming in and telling him to turn it off. We don't get it, they say. And he says, I feel like they're my friends. <laughs> I, I would be Richard Gere's friend. Richard yeah. Gere, if you want to be friends with somebody. Reach well, out to I, us. I, will, podcast I will pay good attention while you're talking about Buddhism and Nepal. And and we're willing to tour the country giving stump speeches about how that gerbil thing was completely That's made up. That's ridiculous. 
Come on, Grow guys. Up. And there's a guy coming out of a coma right now. He, he he fell into a coma in 1978, and he's like, "What are they talking yeah. about?" That's that's why I said it's going to be really different based on when they go into a coma, because you never know. Like we we might have to educate them on false things about Richard Gear that did not happen, but they're going to hear yeah. people talk about. Yeah, we could have a whole episode that's just us running down like Marilyn Manson, Rod yeah. Stewart, Richard Gear. You're going to hear some things about these guys. It's mostly not true. The Rod Stewart one is true. Yes, yes. the Rod Stewart one is true. The one about Marilyn Manson, it, it's got, we're, we're going to Snopes. It's, it says yeah. partially false. Yeah. He actually got his ribs removed so he could suck Rod Stewart's <laughs> dick. Welcome back. Yeah. That's Do you think yeah. that we're going to have any trouble uh you know getting past the uh very excited and uh, weeping family, you know, the, their loved ones uh crying tears of joy. We'll just have to elbow them out of the way and say like we need him from the beginning. He's not ready to talk to you yet. There's so many things yeah. that could go wrong. Whoa, spoiler alert, family members. They haven't even heard any of these news stories you're comparing your joy to. Mm-hmm. Why I feel he's going to be as, frightened and he's probably going to lash out. So, so you're going to need someone who's trained to deal with with a lasher. Yeah, your guard's yeah. completely down, family. You you got to treat this guy yeah. like a you know, like a sleepwalker. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah, wake yeah, him yeah. up. You they're going to come out of a coma and they're going to be like. How many Heisman trophies does OJ Simpson have now? And you're going to have to be like, oh boy, so many. <laughs> you should write him a letter and ask him, sign it, your number one fan. Just let him down easy. Make OJ explain uh, to him. Uh, how do you think time will be condensed in this podcast? Do you think that, like, we, we have our subject, let's say, Coma for 10 years. Do you think that we can do a year and a day? A year and a week? Like, how long are we going to uh, have these sub- subjects under lock and key for their own safety? Maybe we do, like, theme episodes. So maybe we do one that's all, like, uh, we we do an episode that's just explaining what cancel culture mm-hmm. is. And then we can list all of the canceled celebrities. That's be a tough day. Yeah, and then and then so we'll have it broken down into like uh, guys who uh, were just too old. They got out before it happened. You know, like David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And then and then we'll have like guys who got the worst of it, like Louis C.K., who famously is not allowed to work anymore and went to prison. And then uh and then we'll have like a uh, up and comers. It's just our speculation on like we'll be like you know uh Harry Styles probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ezra Miller. Uh and and, and these are going to be people that the 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 coma person doesn't even know. So we have to build them up to knock them down. Oh, yeah. that's true. We'll have to go through and explain who Ezra Miller is before we can say, and probably 
one of one of the soon to be although i think ezra miller might just get uh mysteriously uh, tragically dead after this after they release the flash movie mm. that's welcome back do we have do we have another uh give me give me an okay. idea uh this one is called robin's report card and uh, this is a podcast where we watch Robin Williams' stand-up specials and on a joke-by-joke oh. joke basis give him a grade for each joke. We will also be okay. counting how many jokes Robin Williams crams into an hour-long uh, stand-up special, which I think it is okay. probably five times as many as any other stand-up comedian has ever accomplished. It's quite a few, I think. He, uh, well, <clears throat> there might be some argument over what what qualifies as a joke, and what is just uh, something yelled. Yes, and uh, I'm going to take a hardline stance that every weird thing that he yells in a slightly different voice, even if it's in service of a larger joke, will constitute a joke. Oh, really? Yes, I, I do not believe we will be able to cover an entire hour-long special in one episode of the podcast. We will be taking, like, probably 10-minute segments per hour. We'll do yeah. it in seasons. Each each season of the podcast is one Robin mm-hmm. Williams performance. And then in our off-seasons, we can do, like, a, like a Patreon where we we talk about like you know his outburst at the Oscars, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, there, there, there. He's he was like that most of the time that there was a camera around, from my understanding. So this is one of those ones that's kind of daunting because we could probably do it for the rest of our lives and not finish. And 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 isn't that what Robin did? No, he was done. He was done, I think. He seemed like that was tragically, but people don't realize he just ran out of yeah, jokes. He was like, well, <laughs> he, he wrote all of that material in 1972. <laughs> and his plan all along was to kill himself <laughs> when he got to the end. His last words were, I am not a crook. <laughs> Robin's report. I thought for sure this was going to be about Batman's friend, oh. his ward, Robin, who I would have I would imagine has a pretty bad report card. He's out yeah. every night fighting crime with How Batman. How many teachers do you think pulled him aside and asked if there was trouble at home? He's got he's covered in bruises. He's living with this strange, rich bachelor. Uh-huh. Except uh, he probably got pulled out of school then, and I, I bet uh, Alfred just had to put on his tutor's hat. You know, I bet they keep that kid indoors during the day. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I were Robin's teacher, my mind would just immediately go to Ed Buck. I'd be like, yeah, this is that, this, is this kind of a situation. <laughs> this guy... This this rich uh, philanthropist has a young boy of 
questionable yeah. provenance. Do you think that uh, living in his mansion? Do you think Batman goes to the parent teacher or, or Bruce Wayne goes to the parent teacher uh, conferences and just gets nonstop dirty looks and uh, you know just yeah, like the teachers' lounge is just full of gossip about that sicko Bruce Wayne totally going to get can- Bruce canceled Wayne. for adopting boys and beating the shit out of them. Bruce Wayne shows up to the parent-teacher conference and he's like, allow me to explain. I have a note here from Batman that exp- that says that I'm uh, a very good adoptive father to Robin. Hello, this is Batman. Bruce Wayne is one of my oldest and dearest friends. There's nothing weird going <laughs> on between him and Robin. I should try this. The next time one of my kids gets in trouble at school, I'll just show up with a note from Batman explaining that it's okay. Like, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't would, I wouldn't you. do that. <laughs> Batman says it's fine. Maybe, maybe if there's a uh, a real world analog to Batman, who do you think you could use as like a, a, a real person? Phoenix Jones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix Jones. I mean, is no, okay. I don't know that Phoenix Jones carries enough uh, social cachet as far as, you know, Barack Obama. What if we I'll 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 forge a letter from Barack Obama and it'll be like, hello, this is former President Barack Obama. I uh, just wanted to say that Mrs. Hargity is a bitch and uh, his son was right to call her that. (laughs) And then she's like, "Okay, well, if if if. Former President Barack Obama, she'd probably just be over the moon that he knew who she was. Yeah. Boy, think about the teacher's lounge at that school. Obama knows who I a am. No, just a, <laughs> we just, just send it anonymously. It, like, if your kid gets in trouble for mouthing off to a teacher, you preemptively mail that letter so that it arrives before you do. So you show up like, yeah, I heard there was a problem. And they're like, oh, no, uh, it turns out, um, no, there's no problem here. <laughs> the uh, Former president, Barack Obama, uh, has confirmed what your child said. Um, Mrs. Haggerty uh, does have yeah. a, 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 and she, a, 20, a 20-foot dumper. It's true. And she will be going to... Uh, uh, she she will be in in school suspension until until she works on that. She's been sent to one of the FEMA camps for re-education. <laughs> All right, hang hang on. I've somehow my shoelaces have tied themselves together under the table, and I'm. All right, I freed myself. That was weird. Maybe Barack did it. One of his little elves mm. came and. <laughs> weird that's very odd but do you do you have another podcast idea i do this one is called the banality of evil but this is spelled e-v-e-l and this would be a podcast about (laughs) (laughs) former daredevil evil knievel but we're taking a look you know he's most famous for you know his sensational stunts and death defying you know leaps we're taking a look at some of the not exciting, some of the most boring moments yeah, like in Evil Knievel's life. When uh, when he uh, 
you know, he knows that he can jump 20 buses, but maybe he doesn't feel like it that day. We're just going to do 18 buses today. He goes to get the tires replaced on his motorcycle, and they talk him into, uh, you know, some sort of a warranty he didn't need, and nitrogen filled instead of air. And he was just too cowardly to say, no, thank you. He paid the extra $20. And he sat there and he watched a half of an episode of Judge Judy and he drank some burnt coffee that gave him diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Just a just a day in the life. A little uh, a little sli- a little slice of life of, of evil Knievel. Do you think that uh, you know, we, we know about the big stunts, but do you think that he sees the world uh, as stunt filled? Do you think it's uh he sees a, a rain puddle and uh, it must be jumped. He's or, constantly, yeah. Uh, he goes stairs, outside in the like, morning. Uh, of course, he slides down all banisters. This, this man has yeah. never walked down a flight of stairs. He's just going around the house in the little jumpsuit with the cape. Mm-hmm. Leaping over the dog. Yeah, do, doing a, a roll across the hood of every car that he gets into. Um I suppose that Fireman um, carrying running, all of his dates. Yeah, running red lights. I guess that probably the most boring parts of Evil Knievel's life would be those times when he was, you know, confined to a hospital bed for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, weeks at a time while every bone in his body had to heal, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't think about that. Like, this is a guy who would, like, you know, jump a motorcycle over, over like, a row of school buses and, and crash and catch on fire. But he's also a guy who's probably seen, like, every episode of Judge Wapner because he's just in the hospital for so much of his life. Just sitting there. I don't know. Like, I think he might have even you know, gotten started early enough that I'm not sure every hospital room had a television set in it yet. What a broken hands can't, can't turn pages of books. He was just laying there all night looking at that old test pattern with the native American chief in the center (laughs) of it. (laughs) Just waiting for, uh, to, to hear the, the national anthem play for for a new broadcast day. Man, that's that's a weird a weird idea, huh? That they uh they used to just turn off the TV stage. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? I wish I lived in that time. You did. I, mean, I suppose I did. <laughs> you did. I remember it. <laughs> for, for a while. Yeah. And then they were like, "No, this is better." And I was like, "Okay." And now I'm like, dear God, I'm trapped. I have to learn about She-Hulk. <laughs> I think, you know, it's bittersweet that we lost Evil Knievel. But... And I, I think even uh, Captain Robbie Knievel, I think, is retired. Mm. And I don't know if he made it, like, I, I don't know if uh, this, this world is uh, fit for that tradition to be carried on. I don't know if there's a third Knievel. That's a good question. That's one that we could find out on the banality of it. What if we found out that like uh, there is like an evil Knievel the second, mm-hmm. like 
Captain Robbie's son, and he's just uh, just a guy who lives in Omaha and works as an actuary. Yeah, he had flat feet, so he couldn't he couldn't <laughs> follow follow the footsteps. He's, no arches. He, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that when you're a motorcycle daredevil, you have to get your start, literally a running start. Yeah, he's before they'll let you on a motorcycle. It is a mess. You you have to just run up a ramp <laughs> and over a over a bus, practice like that before you can just go out on a motorcycle and do it. And he could never he could never work up enough momentum with his gimpy leg to jump the bus. You got another another podcast? I do. Uh, this one is called Roadies Aren't Toadies. And this okay. is going to be one of those ones where you, we're going to go to go to some concerts and try try to talk to the roadies and try to get them to spill some dirt about the uh, acts that probably treat them really bad. Ooh, I like that because idea. Because I, I I think that those uh, famous musicians probably think that they're roadies or toadies, but. They're real life people and they've got feelings too, damn it. Yeah. In my experience, a roadie is a guy whose whole identity is tied up in doing something so that he can later, when he's a pathetic old guy at a bar, tell you stories about the cool thing that he yeah. did. But here's here's the and- thing with that. You don't, you know, necessarily really get to do cool things, but you had a job where you could make up cool things. And so why not right. get uh, a start talking to me and you, uh, you know, maybe in your head you're like, you, you got one one artist you really like and, and you'll say, like, tell good stories about them. But then maybe those guys in Tesla are shitheads. Yeah. Boy, that'd be something, mm-hmm. huh? If if everybody who tried to use Tesla's name turned out to be a shithead, yeah. or maybe they're just sweethearts, and uh, and, and there's it's it's unfair that the the first uh, metal band to pop into my head for possible shitheads was Tesla. Yeah, maybe they were. Maybe they were just like uh, the first Reddit guys. And, the, and all their songs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that familiar with the music of Tesla. Do they? Do they also love to talk about like how the uh, that little shrimp can like uh, snap his claws so hard that it like uh, boils the water? I don't. I, I think at that point in time, all they knew was uh, Tesla coils, and they're like, "It's gonna be sick. We're gonna have this stage show, and it's just gonna be, uh, you know, lightning. Yeah, it's, it's just gonna be like, it's gonna be sweet." Did they do that? Did they have like the Tesla coil on the one, stage? One would think so. I, I I'd, I'd be disappointed so. if I went to see a band. Like if you went to see a band called Jacob's Ladder, wouldn't you be mad if they didn't have one? <laughs> they you you go and then they just have the little uh, the little like wooden toy, you know that you get at the museum gift shop with the little wooden blocks on the ribbon that goes click click oh. click 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 click. click. <laughs> Whoa! Boo! Indeed, they should have let Tesla open <laughs> they, it, instead of the yeah, and then it's just a, 
It's a weird Czech man in love with a pigeon. <laughs> was Tesla Czech or was he? Oh, hmm. boy. I'm going to get a lot of hate mail from this one. I I don't remember uh, myself. Uh, I'm going to look it up real quick. Is he from Moldovia? Serbian. Serbian-American. Serbian. Well... I expect that specifically this next from episode... Croatia. Okay. Well, there there goes that demographic for our advertisers. Yeah. Now we can't we can't uh, hawk boner pills in Croatia anymore or Serbia for that matter. Word has it they don't need them in the Czech Republic. <laughs> That that is a, a a fun way to market those that they haven't done yet. We know you don't need these. Buy them anyway. I believe that is how they market them on podcast <laughs> most of the time. It's, hey, sh- you don't need to listen. They're fun. You know what's Buy them fun for your friends that suck. <laughs> yeah, dude, you you should do it as a joke. Yeah. You know what would be funny if you bought boner pills from us for a goof? Yeah. Maybe you take them just for fun. Yeah. Maybe maybe you just uh, uh, smash them up and uh, dump them into uh, you know like a Kool Aid pitcher at school. Yeah. Mm. The boner Kool Aid mm. acid test. I'd like. Would Would you drink that Kool Aid? Boner Kool-Aid? Yeah. <laughs> boner Kool-Aid, yeah. Yeah, I'd drink boner Kool-Aid. I would not be excited if somebody gave me boner Kool-Aid without my knowledge, though. Let me make that perfectly clear. If you meet me, if you're, like, visiting Louisville, Kentucky, and you're like, you're that yeah. guy from that mm-hmm. podcast. Oh, my God, here. Right hey, after do you, you want some of this through, Kool-Aid? through the brick wall of, of, of Nathan's home. To proffer him a pitcher of boner Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. The boner Kool-Aid man. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to picture, though, because he's so round and there's nothing down there. Like, thinking about a big glass cock between his little glass legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody should draw that for me so I can get it tattooed on my face. Somebody please draw that. Draw us a picture of the Kool-Aid man with a big glass boner and he's dripping a little bit of red pre-cum. <laughs> but like light red, like it needs to be clear that he's not just coming blood like that. That would not be good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Man, I really lost track of what I was thinking. Doesn't matter. It was about boner Kool-Aid. Yeah. And uh, maybe... Oh. I was picturing Jonestown, but with boner Kool-Aid. <laughs> Would there still be poison in it, though? Or just... Okay. Yes. So, no, it's so, so, so when they're, they're discovered, overdosing. there's just loads in the fronts and backs of all of their pants. Yeah. It's just a, just a chilling photographs from the scene of... of Bonestown. Just a, a bunch of white sheets, sheets that are pitch tents. Draped yeah. over <laughs> little tents. Let's let's go to the hotline. Folks, 
If you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at the podcast hotline. That's 702-763-2277, 702-P-O-D-C-A-S-P. That's podcast with a P at the end. We have a letter this week from David. David writes, that time in high school and other remember whens. So I guess this is like a reminiscent podcast about that time in high school. And that's, I mean, it's pretty broad. It could be a good thing that happened in high school. I was in high school when 9-11 happened. There you go. Or it could be a bad thing that happened. (laughs) Yeah. uh, There was that that one time that uh, they made uh, boner Kool-Aid. And uh, I had to give up and give an oral report. And uh, a lot of a lot of people had a lot of uh, jokes that were cruel yet hilarious. I'm just imagining that you somehow went to like a, a like a strict Shia Muslim high school. <laughs> yeah, that yes, in in, in, in Kentucky. eastern Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Home of the fighting Mujahideen. <laughs> they were all everybody. They we everybody just stopped and we were just watching CNN and ululating the entire day. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some things in high school that would be. Oh, oh, one time in science class, a rat got into the drop ceiling. Ooh. And was running around up above the ceiling tiles. And it caused like a. Like one of those panics that. uh, Some sort of a. You know. Behavior. Human behaviorologist. Would love to talk about. Because the person sitting in the back of the classroom. Directly below where the rat was. Heard the noise. And panicked and just ran for the door without explaining. And that caused roughly half of the rest of the class to get up and sprint for the door as well, not knowing why they were doing it. <laughs> and and the other half of the class sat there confused about what was going on. Yeah. I think you could probably it would be interesting to do like a little demographic research. Uh, to see, you know, what the incomes of the kids who got up and ran were versus the ones who were like, oh, no, that's just some sort of a rodent chewing on the power cables. <laughs> we hear that all, every night. If you if you save some Cheez-Its, you might make a friend. <laughs> you get one of that the rats me to that... peel off from the other rats and be your personal uh, protector. It'd be a like a, a, a traitor to its kind. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Ernest goes Ernest? What goes to jail? <laughs> that should actually be the title of all of the Ernest movies. Should have a superfluous what in them. <laughs> that you Ernest, Ernest what <laughs> goes to camp? That Ernest what scared stupid. <laughs> The Ernest what's in Africa. That Ernest what's uh, uh, does a slam dunk. Anyways, that rat's like <laughs> Lyle. Yeah. 
That's that's more that uh, you you've you've gotten in a little bit closer to what my high school experience was. I think I've told you that our uh, our logo was the uh, Anheuser Busch logo. <laughs> what? Just a beer? It, just oh, it, it, it's a, an A with an eagle in front of it. They flipped it around. It's the mirror image. I think the the Anheuser Busch one, the eagles. Uh, pointing to the right and ours it's pointing to the left but same eagle same a it's it looks it looks this way during wartime and this way during peacetime and uses its beak to pull the tab and uh then then has to get a friend to pour it down its uh eagle gullet he has one talon that holds an olive branch (laughs) and the other he has a little uh a bunch of arrows and he shotguns the beer. (laughs) He pulls the tab with his beak and he sticks the arrows in the bottom of the can. And then if you can't chug at all, he starts beating you with the (laughs) olive branch. (laughs) It's a hell of a Mm halftime show. As far as bad things that uh, happened at my school. um, We didn't have any, I mean, it was the nineties, right? Yeah. I feel like that was a, it was a different time. Shocking when bad things happened at a school. And and we made a lot of jokes about guns in school at the time. There, there was uh, one was, time in, in my high school when uh, somebody called in a bomb threat. And ooh. that just meant the last period of the day we got to hang out on the football field until they told us, you know what, just just go home. My, my kids the other day, I was like, how was school? They're like, someone pulled the fire alarm. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, we had to go outside for 10 minutes. And I said, is it possible it was a fire drill? And they were like, a what now? I guess that they don't know about fire drills. Which, maybe that's the best way of doing it, is not telling kids fire drills exist. Just letting them think No, that's, that's that every bad. time is real. <laughs> well, maybe. Th- though I, I think that part of it is... Uh... Uh, we, we were, what, what was your podcast title? The banality of evil. I, w- I was going to say the mundanity of uh, fire drills. Uh, you, you know, like you don't want them excited. You don't want them all running off. You want them being like, okay, yeah, we know the drill. And walk outside. I got to go out this door. Like you, you want to keep them in that, that mindset of rigmarole and not, uh, uh, stop, drop, and roll. Well, you want them to stop, drop, and roll too, but yeah, you don't want them, you know, yawning. Yeah, you don't or want them being do like TikTok dance ah, while they're on fire. All, all of my Pokemon cards are in my locker. I'm going to make a mad dash for that. I, I can save them. Maybe that's we, we should start trying to get a TikTok dance going, but it's just stop, drop, and roll. That way, when the teens these days catch on fire. We won't have to teach them what to do. They'll just automatically be, you know. They'll we just play Soldier yeah, Boy. They'll, they'll be taking a video of the one person who's going to live. Yeah. Now, speaking of fire drills and exciting things that happen in school, this was this was actually after high school, and I don't I don't think this could easily happen in a high school, but in college, at one time. Uh, someone did set off the fire alarm in the dorm and a one one guy in the dorm was exposed for uh, running a puppy mill in his dorm room 
because he ran out of the building clutching a bunch <laughs> of puppies. Just like he wasn't going to turn it into shorts. like uh, some high fashion, was he? Like he was. Uh, they were Dalmatian yeah, yeah. puppies. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, he was in the fashion. Pro- <laughs> yeah, no, there was no fashion school. That time in high school and other remember. Oh, so I guess that falls into other remember yeah. whens. I I, be... I think I've probably done the best one I had from middle school, but the the time when we had a mandatory uh, assembly and uh, one of the teachers did a one woman show as Harriet Tubman in blackface. <laughs> Picture of her made it in the yearbook. <clears throat> yeah, that year reverse Anheuser Busch. No, this this was the middle school that fed into that that institution. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to the Podtron, folks. The Podtron forty five hundred is an artificial intelligence that we trained. We gave it a list of the most popular podcasts, and then it takes that information, and it synthesizes it into a list of new podcast titles that we can use as a jumping off point podcast titles like an oral history class okay which uh i think is a is a history of fellatio you know it's one of those things that i can't imagine the cavemen didn't figure out but how did we end up with such a fancy word for it i think that uh we this is a history class that uh you know a lot of people sign up for thinking it's a joke and then they might uh, really learn a whole lot it could be <clears throat> this could be like uh you know there's uh, those those videos that people do on the internet that's like uh, hysterical literature where they have like a a pornographic actress try and read a book while they're right they're on a Sibian machine or something. Mm-hmm. But this one's for the fellas. It's just you're you're trying to give a, a lesson about the Hindenburg while getting a book. Oh, so, so it's like drunk history except uh okay. I gotcha. Blow blowjob yeah, blow history. history. Oral history. That's exactly what mm-hmm. it is. That's the name that's the name that you'd want for it. But it could be also, yeah, I, I'm curious to know, who, when did the blowjob get invented? Well, like I said, it, it, it predates recorded history because of course it does. How could yeah, it I guess... not? There was nothing to do. Pants hadn't been invented. I mean. Yeah. Like, like at some point, they, they were just monkeys, right? People were yeah, just monkeys. like they cut that part out of two thousand one, a space odyssey. But you know, other than dancing around uh, space age monoliths and uh, discovering tools, there was a lot of blowjobbing happening. Probably, yeah, a lot of blowjobbing, a lot of like, I mean, if they're anything stuff. like today's yeah. monkeys, <laughs> a lot of just messing with yourself, pissing into the air and sticking your tongue out into the stream of piss. Yeah. Picking up a frog and putting your penis in the frog's mm-hmm. mouth. All that good stuff. You know, what do you think it was like for the first, uh, the first human or the first humanoid 
who decided that he wasn't going to have sex with other monkeys anymore. Like at some point, somebody had to make the call. Somebody was like, mm, no. Like the first, the first guy whose brain developed so that he could like have a rudimentary language was like, guys, can we not? And they're all like over at the monkey village, just having a good time. <laughs> Fred Flintstone just goes home every night. His buddies are still out there having sex with monkeys. And everybody probably thought he was stuck up or too good mm-hmm. or racist or something. Well, they, they also have that, that thing where they uh, say that uh, Homo erectus and Cro-Magnon man lived at the same time and were likely yeah. of very similar intelligence levels, but Cro-Magnon died out. So you, you, you know there was some, something ugly going on there. Something something bad, or at least a bummer. Cro-Magnon man. Back then, they called him Homo Flacidus. <laughs> they hadn't invented uh, boner Kool-Aid yet. An oral history. All right, I got one here. Okay. This is called Pod Save Form. Oh, okay. And I guess, you know, there's the, there's, there's the famous podcast, Pod Save America. Mm-hmm. It's come up before on this on this Indeed show. Indeed, it has. But this, uh, I mean, this is a new idea. I think that there's there's multiple spinoffs of the Pod Save. They've got their own Marvel universe over there. There's there's one that's like Pod Pod do this, Pod do that, Pod tote that barge. Just making the Pod do things now. This is Pod Save form, and this is. I guess this would be a podcast about like doing your taxes or something. And you know, it's the, the form is so long that there's no way pot is going to get through it all in one sitting. So there is an option to save and come back to it later. You're like, I don't know how much money I lost on Bitcoin this year. I'm going to have to go find that information out and come back. Pod save form. Mm Mm-hmm. Informs one of those words that you know there are probably uh, quite a few definitions of form. It, I oh, mean, yeah. one week it, it, it could be about paperwork, one week it could be about uh art uh-huh. and uh, fencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that uh, <clears throat> in sports, uh, sp- specifically in soccer, they call uh, someone playing up to their abilities, uh, their form. And they'll, they'll say he didn't play yeah. up to form today or he didn't play well the whole game and then scores the goal at the end. And he's the, the, that that might be saving form. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody's tra- if somebody's known as a traitor and then they betray you, you'd say, oh, true to form. Yep. Could be, th- you know, this the sports analogy followed by the Benedict Arnold analogy has me thinking, why aren't there any famous traitors in sports? Wouldn't that be something? Like, what if during the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, there there are people who ditch their teams to go elsewhere. I, I think that a lot of right, people right. called uh, Kevin Durant a traitor. Yes, um, yes. I mean, yeah, There's there's been plenty of... Uh, 
players who have been traded or went to play a lot for of a this team. guns for hire. I think uh, Deion Sanders uh, played on like three team, three different teams in three years and two of them won Super Bowls. But I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing like, what if Joe Namath in the middle yeah. of the game just passed it to the other team and then went, and, and this isn't like a point shaving scandal. This is I've done this yeah. for evil's sake. Uh, some he, would say doing it for money is evil, but I'm talking about pure evil, ideologically yeah. evil. He's he's doing like when Hulk Hogan uh, fought The Rock at WrestleMania, and he tore off his black Hollywood Hulk Hogan attire to reveal classic red and yellow Hulkamania costume. I I think that you've stumbled upon the the, the sport in which this happens by far the most, Uh, because at one point in time, uh, Hulk Hogan had to rip off his uh, weird ketchup and mustard uniform to reveal the, the black Hollywood Hogan shirt. Yeah. But I'm, I'm picturing if in like a game, I mean, do you think, I'm sure people do bet on WrestleMania. It seems like a really bad <laughs> idea, but I'm sure that there are those who do. It's, it's one step above betting on I, the Harlem Globetrotters game. The thing game. that is hard for me to understand, like I I can understand bookies taking it, but like true, honest to goodness sports books in Las Vegas, I think that they do let you bet on it. It seems irresponsible I mean, is... for you to do so. The fact that they're offering it, don't do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they, I mean, they do like celebrity, like death pools too. Yeah. Which seems like there's, there's probably, there's an opportunity for tampering with those. Yeah. Honestly. You know, I'd be a little, you you know what needs to happen to win that money. And, uh, you know, there there are, uh, many, many different ways to skin a cat, you know? I'm yeah. partial to a falling piano. <laughs> yeah. And it and it and it turns out Gene Hackman has passed away after a piano yeah. fell from an apartment building. And 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 then his his head came out the top of the piano, but his teeth yeah. had been replaced with the keys. Yeah, and uh I've got a little more money in my pocket and also the the better business bureau up my ass. So here you go. Does anybody check to see if Stephen Paddock had money on uh, when Jason Aldean would die? That could that could be an example of this in action. Mm-hmm. A Las Ve- a crime that could only happen in Las Vegas. That's pod save form. Okay. You got another I one? I do. This one is imaginary talk. And I'm not entirely sure if this is a podcast about uh, us uh, creating like new slang. Doesn't exist yet, but we imagine it and uh, uh, speak it. And uh, I guess this would that that would make it imaginary talk becoming real talk. It could also be just us interviewing uh, people's imaginary friends. We get them on the show and they just tell us what the imaginary friends saying and we interview the imaginary friend. Imaginary friend, yeah. I yeah, I was thinking of something along the lines of you know, like uh, like 
like Mushmouth from Fat Albert, like just having like a weird kind of gibberish language. Okay. Although I guess his was just a was it Mushmouth or Dumb Donald that had the the thing? That, the, I think that was Mushmouth, the Babbert kind of. Yeah, hard hard to say. I I honestly not that familiar. You know, it is. Mu- I mean, Mushmouth makes the most sense. His name was Mushmouth. Yeah. But I do. I can't put my finger on. It. I do know. <laughs> It'd be funny if Mushmouth was the one that just like opened his mouth up and he never swallowed food. It just fell out. <laughs> yeah. Fell out of his mouth. That's why he's they good call at him chewing. Mushmouth. He's bad at swallowing. Yeah, he actually. It's sad. He has throat yeah. cancer. Hmm. Uh. But yeah. I think imaginary friend talk could be a better a better use of this title than okay. like made up language All talk. Right. Although if we if if we could get somebody on who speaks Klingon, that's that would be, be pretty good. cool. Or Elvish. Elvish, Klingon, um Esperanto. Salacious crumb. Whatever that was, whatever it was, he spoke. Man, wouldn't it be great to have Salacious Crumb as the third mic on a podcast? People would just hate. They'd be like, half the audience is like, "I love the show," but that guy that just laughs the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, we all hate AJ. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) hey, somebody. Somebody do an edit of Come Down where you edit out Stop Rose and replace him with Salacious Crumb <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Ooh. Imaginary but talk. Yeah, that could, was pretty uh, good, but I, I don't know if, uh, do you know anybody who uh, truly had an imaginary friend or still does? Hopefully. I did as a child. I had an imaginary dog named Broccoli. And I, it, it was me. You, you, you made it up. Well, no, I, I was broccoli. I, I would leave the room and then oh. come back in the room and pretend to be a dog. But then I would, I would do the classic Superman move of being like, the, oh, I must have just missed him. Rats. It's weird. I never see my own dog. You say he was just here? Did were, were you ever was broccoli ever abused by your brother? Oh, yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was just a kid who thought I. I guess I. I just thought that I was outfoxing everyone all of the time, in ways that, uh, as it turns out, a lot of times don't make any sense. I. You know the thing where when you're a kid and you think if you cover your eyes, no one can see you. Do you ever think that when you were little? Like if I like you just close your eyes and you think that no one can see because you can't see. No, <laughs> not. Mm. I, it, it's possible that I did, but uh, it was but before my brain made memories. Yeah. Well, the, I. I don't remember ever thinking that i remember my brother thinking that when when we were little and i was like what a fucking idiot well not i didn't say fucking (laughs) at the time but what What a silly ding dong what a boob 
and then I got a boner because I said boob. <laughs> I thought he was so stupid for that, but I can remember when I was very small thinking that if I smelled something, everyone else was smelling it too. And then I would put my finger in my butt and then smell it <laughs> and think that I was playing a great prank on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I would just <laughs> walk around walk around the house like <laughs> you're all smelling this finger right now all right well I, that, I, I, that's, that's imaginary that's a very talk. good one uh uh yeah all right, I got I got one oh, that's more. Right, that's right. This is called Bird Johnson Podcast. Okay. Here are some of the things that this could be. It could be a part a podcast about Bird Johnsons. Yeah. Birds got weird Johnsons. Uh, a lot of them have a lack of a Johnson, though. Yes. Most birds have no Johnsons, but those who do got them in spades. Yeah. A lot of weird curly cues and the ostrich one looks like a cow tongue yeah. coming out of their butt. That's right. Just, you could do a whole podcast about this, and I bet people would listen. They'd be like, it's fascinating. That, I love to... True. I love to learn. I love science. And we, we can we can talk about cloacal kisses too, which yeah. uh, I think is a great name for for uh, uh, like a really sexy album. Cloacal yeah. kisses. People love that yeah. sort of thing, in the, in a record. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it um, can be one of those things where where uh, if you you buy ten copies of the record and uh, mail the UPCs from the record in. Uh, we'll mail you an egg. Hmm. And what's in that egg? Uh, you have to sit on it yeah. and wait. Who, who knows? Could be a, a baby ostrich. Mm-hmm. It could be confetti. Could be a shitty ring made out of tin. It could be delicious Cadbury cream. Yeah. Imagine sitting on an egg. For months, only to find out when it hatches, it's just filled with Cadbury cream. Those are the unfertilized Cadbury eggs. We don't get the. You ever crack open a Cadbury egg and it has like a little, a little Cadbury bunny fetus no, in it? No, I've never had that happen. Oh, uh, like a I, bal- what? I don't even know how to say it. B a l u t. The uh, oh, like a balut yeah, balut. egg. Okay. The little, yeah. Get on it, Cadbury. Uh, <laughs> you Cadbury think sickos like me eggs. wouldn't buy them the one year you made them available just so I could tell people just about a, them? Yeah, it was just a little tiny, little tiny it's dead fe- rabbit, rabbit inside. Uh, swimming around <laughs> in Cadbury cream. Or, I guess like... They just wouldn't have the yolk part of the cream in there. There'd, there'd still be some some sweet goo. It'd be vinegar goo instead, yeah. The pickled Cadbury egg. 
Ooh. I'd try it. I like pickles. I like pickle-flavored things. Mm, I... I'll drink like a pickle f- flavored vodka. Oh yeah, I like all of that, but yeah, I've I've, I've not uh, mixed it with uh, sugary things before. Hmm. Well, I guess I was picturing something like not not sweet, or maybe just a light light sweetness, kind of a sweet and salty egg. It's not just still a, a completely chocolate egg. It's okay. So it's a dark chocolate okay. egg. And then it has like a lightly sweetened pickle flavor cream. And uh, and a bunny and fetus. A bunny fetus that's made of, uh, it's like a gummy bunny with pretzel bones. <laughs> and you just pop it in your mouth. Yeah, I'd eat that. Sure. The other, the other possibility, this is just a podcast hosted by Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Okay. I, I, you know, they haven't done it yet. Uh, I, I think that they would probably, uh, if they were going to do it, cut us out of the equation. Mm. Well, maybe we do both. We get Larry Bird and Magic Johnson in the studio. And then we show them pictures of bird penises. And then we just roll tape. See, and, and see what kind of magic happens yeah. here. I believe that this is actually the original idea before they went with the grandmama commercials for Reebok. For, for Larry Johnson? Yeah. It was going to be a commercial where he was like the half, he was like the frankenstein made by larry bird and magic johnson oh that would have been a great commercial i think that they didn't do that because there was too much implication that somehow larry bird had managed to have a baby with magic johnson (laughs) and they they argued over who was the mother and and neither one would give in yeah, they created him in a laboratory and hatched him from a Cadbury egg, and then he came out and just dunked on everybody, just dominated. But then they were like, "But what if we just made him dress like an old lady?" And they were like, "Oh, that's even better." No one's creeped out by that. I don't know. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I, I'm very disappointed because obviously it'd be better if Larry and Magic were involved, but. When he comes out of that egg, instead of being dressed up like a granny, he'd be wearing diapers and have baby shit all over him, but still dunk. Ooh, imagine a commercial for Reebok where Larry Johnson, he's still covered in like uh, amniotic fluid in a diaper and he's just dunking. He's he's still got the the little clip on his umbilical cord that hasn't fallen off yet. Uh, They're not going to save that placenta because Larry's almost done eating it already <laughs> just, he was hungry larry bird over in the corner <laughs> on all fours just <laughs> eating a placenta <laughs> it's one of the hardest working players in the history of the game he'd go out there he'd eat the placenta himself before every game just tenacious all right, here's here's what we got this week. Here's our options. We got Welcome Back, the podcast for people who've just come out of a coma. Mm-hmm. Robin's Report Card, the one where we watch uh, Robin Williams stand up and we rate 
and grade each of his jokes and bits. The banality of evil, where we explore the boring side of evil can evil. Roadies aren't toadies. That time in high school and other remember whens. An oral history class. Pod save form. Imaginary talk. And Bird Johnson podcast. All right. What do you think? I really like Robin's report card. Oh. I feel like I would like to explore that. Okay. Uh, that that one, uh, I think we could absolutely do, and I think it could be fun. Uh, if we did somehow know someone who has an imaginary friend, that would jump to the top of the list for me, but uh, I don't know anybody. I believe that uh, all of my siblings did at one point or another. But I think that that might have just been my mom gassing us up as kids. Okay. So I don't know how much actual uh, material they would have nowadays. If any, if anybody could... Uh, Perhaps uh, we, we, we could uh, do the Robin's report card and just view it... Uh... One of the lenses, like, I mean, we're going to analyze the shit out of this, but one of the lenses could be, uh, could all of these different voices have originated as uh, Robin's imaginary friends? Mm, Kind of a Mr. Rogers neighborhood, but it's Mr. Robin's fractured inner self. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and who's to... Who's to say that isn't what was what was going on inside his mind? He's certainly not at, at liberty to argue with us anymore. No, not at all. We're we're, we're going to get all ass. of the words in edgewise. It's going to be, uh, you know, he's just got to lay there and take it. Indeed. All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you want to hear Robin's report card, head over to Patreon.com/slash. We don't have a podcast yet, or whitehouse.boats and sign up to support the podcast go to go there uh it's five dollars a month it gets you a bonus episode every week plus some other extras sometimes we post videos uh there's there's over 125 episodes of podcasts that we've attempted you can listen to all of those there's some really good ones we just recently did yoke them if you got them our interview show with Dwight Yoakam. Uh, we weren't able to get Dwight Yoakam, so we got our friend Howell Doughty of Howell Doughty's Fast Track to come on and answer on his behalf. Uh, other, uh, you can also, if you have an idea for the show, you can call us at 702-763-2277, the podcast hotline. Leave us a voicemail there and we'll play it on the show. Thanks for listening. Go on iTunes, write us a review. Help spread the word about this show. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. James Estes. Good night. What? No, (laughs) why did it stop? (laughs) I'll never get it right.